Welcome to Ask Cadence, everybody. My name is Pete Wright. Thank you for downloading. I'm sitting around the round table here with uh, uh, the illustrious Rod Sharman. Rod, welcome. Thank you, Pete. Welcome back. <laughs> so good to have Glad you. Glad to be here. Jay Christensen, hello again. Hi, Pete. We are uh, picking up our discussion on uh, 19 techniques for managing people who do not report to you. Last week we had a terrific discussion on, on uh, how to use project tools, uh, goal statements, uh, project objective, and the project profile to build support through understanding in particularly in terms of a recruiting effort to get functional managers and their you know your potential team members their direct reports on board with your project today we're going to pick it up uh, uh, with I believe Rod we're going to pick it up with uh, on, on how to get that buy-in now last week you were just wrapped up uh, a, a topic that I cut you off rudely uh, regarding how to get uh, get people to agree to their roles in supporting and actually taking action on the project. You want to pick up from where you left off? Sure, thank you, Pete. It, uh, it's a topic that I always feel quite passionate about. Is uh, uh, we we use these techniques to establish uh, support, um, utilizing getting people to fully understand the goals of the organization or the personal goals and getting that linkage in place. And support is always a starting point. Ultimately, what we have to get to in, when it comes to the, um, the team and individuals is commitment. Commitment's what's ultimately needed. So the, there are some principles that we drive from, and we talked about the one last week where we said support uh, comes from understanding, but we've got to move that uh, support to, into uh, a commitment. The uh, key thing about uh, support and getting it from understanding, understanding is going to occur quite often during the planning activity with the creation of the work breakdown structure. Using the cadence technique where it's a group activity that we fully understand not only the work we have to do as individuals, but also the work that's got to be done by others and have more empathy with the, of the, uh, the challenges we're all going to have. So one of the other tools that we use to really define commitment is on the basis that says commitment must be visible and, be and preferably graphic. And that occurs with two tools that we use, as you know, the responsibility matrix and the schedule. But before we can get into that level of commitment, we've really got to move that understanding out into two other areas, and that is to understand our roles. Understand our roles and understand what we are actually going to do on the project. Now again, what we like to see is a clear definition of what a team member's role is. It's documented, everybody understands it, and it is shared. And then we may get into some specif specifics for the individuals. So a role statement should be understood and really, ideally, signed off by the individuals that they have understood what their roles are. And that'll give us general understanding of what we have, have to do on the project. Now, the other uh, second one, which I've already mentioned, is the use of the work breakdown structure. That really helps to cement people's understanding of what's got to be done on the project. Yes, and uh, I would also like to say that um, if when we are reviewing role statements, the functional manager should be involved uh, in one of two ways. 
either they, when they make the project assignment to the individual, review the role statements of the team member with that person then and there, so that the functional manager refreshes the individual they're assigning to the project with their role. And that way the team member and their manager both have a common understanding of what is expected of that individual. If that doesn't happen, the next best thing is for the project manager, as Rod said, and the team member to find their roles as a part of the planning activity, then function manager, pardon me, then the project manager and the team member would lead a meet at a later time to bring the function manager into the role definitions that were established during the planning activity. This way, again, the individual and their manager are in alignment with what is expected of them as a team member on the project. To add to what Jay is saying, uh, I think it's a very uh, valid point you said that as it pertains to the involvement of the functional manager. Um, I think I see too often project managers seeing the uh, functional managers as their enemy because they're going to they're going to steal their resources that they've committed to, etc., etc. I always encourage people to recognize that the functional manager of the team members is in essence the greatest ally that a project manager can have. And they've got to stay aligned and networking constantly with those functional managers because ultimately those functional managers have control of those resources. So if you get clarification really early on in that discussion about what the individual uh, team member's role is and it's understood by the functional manager, it's going to help make your life easier as you go further into the project. Because most typically, the biggest problem that people have is keeping their resources and keeping the commitments that have been made of their availability and their time. I'm, I'm wondering where that where that comes from. I, you know, it feels like there are there are a few different places where that communication, that sort of triangle, breaks down between the project manager, the team member, and the and the functional manager. Uh, one is obviously the project manager and functional manager don't stay aligned mm -hmm. over the course of the project. Uh, but the one that that has me puzzled is is the one uh, where the team member uh, is not well aligned uh, with. Uh, you know who his boss is, right? I mean, how do you how do you set the tone that says you know this is not a discussion about allegiance between a project manager or a functional manager. This is this really is and must always remain a discussion with the three. Yes, yeah, and Absolutely. I'd like to respond to that, and that is is that um, there is the need for the individual to understand that even though they are working on a project team, their functional manager remains their manager. There should never be any confusion about the project manager is now my boss. Mm -mm. Project managers should help the individual understand that project managers not administratively managing managing the person, but working with their manager and working through the individual to accomplish the needs of the project. Further, and to help bring this home, the project manager um, may be asked to 
give input on an individual's performance as they are working on the project. And the basis for that input should be the job description for the team member so that it's not an emotional discussion, so that it is also in alignment with what the function manager believes that individual should be doing. But the project manager is, is tr truly managing within scope of the project and that individual's role on it. Yes, and, and it, it, to go back to your original question, Peter, it must be fully understood that it, this is a borrowed resource. Now, the thing that project managers uh, often uh, uh, don't do is, to, is ask a question of the, of the functional manager and that individual team member, what other projects are you also working on? And the reason why I say that is in addition to the project manager needing to stay connected and network and buying them a cup of coffee once a week or whatever with, with the functional manager, I think it's also important that the project manager stays connected and networked with the other project managers that that person may also be a resource to. Are you seeing that right now where, where folks, where each resource is going to be uh, really uh, in a competitive state with, you know, just how many projects they may be working on? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say competitive, but no. I would say that it is a fact of life, a huge fact of life that people are working on a number of different projects. Yeah. And they're being spread so thinly that they may be working only 5 to 10 percent of their total week, uh, time per week on a project, so there's just spread to too many projects. I think when the, when project managers stay connected, let's say with all involved who may be demand, placing demands on a given resource, what they're really doing is being proactive to try and avoid problem situations um, by just being connected and sometimes those people are going to talk to them in advance. We're having a pressure on our project. I know I've got Fred for 10% of his time. I'd really like to have them for more. How's it going to impact your project? If I Can you do any adjustments to help me? And so sooner or later uh, you maybe go, go back and call on that one because you may have the same kind of situation. So staying connected and keeping your head up and looking out and above and beyond the day-to-day -day activities of your project are subtle ways of helping you avoid problems down the road. And to, uh, to help with what Rod had suggested, that is sometimes what the project manager should do as they, as they are getting a resource assigned to the project, find out from the individual and their manager how much time the individual has for this project on a weekly basis so that uh, the individual doesn't come up with a schedule based on the fact that they have 100% of their time available for this project, mm -hmm. when in fact it's only 20%. Oh, by the way, I c this is actually going to take me five years yeah, right. to do what I agreed to do. Well, to add to Jay's point too, there's another, le another level of complexity that comes out because you may say, okay, I've agreed my functional manager, I'm going to be available 40% of my time on your project. But unfortunately, projects aren't linear in terms of demand on, on your time. You're going to have peaks and valleys where uh, you may be 100% for a week to get a certain activity done or, or whatever. So you've got to be looking at that, at that level of, of depth as well and negotiate over those. And of course, that comes out as a result of scheduling. And again, the bottom line, to keep it 
a three-way discussion. Yes, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Another great discussion, uh, gents. On behalf of uh, Jay Christensen and Rod Sharman, my name is Pete Wright. Thank you for downloading and listening. And we'll be back at you uh, next week again uh, with a continuation of 19 Techniques for Managing People Who Do Not Report to You. This has been Ask Cadence. Thank you.